Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Set the spread episode coming at you here. We're a little late on this one, but Tuesday afternoon should be out ASAP. UFC Vegas 59 this weekend. We've got Tiago Santos and Jamel Hill. Uh, 9 p.m. Central main card back in the Apex in Vegas. And we've got some tough finals on this card. I mixed emotions about that, at least for set the spread. We're this is this is, I guess, news to Danny and Reese who are on with me here, but not going to be setting spreads for those fights because we don't really know about those guys because I don't think any of us watched. Um, but Muhammad Usman and Zach Pauga at heavyweight, that's final of tough. Brogan Walker and Juliana Miller for women's flyweight. I've done a lot of talking. Welcome to the show, Dank Wagers. Welcome to the show, Reese Polfer. What's going on? What up? What up? What up? I'm happy to be here, honestly. Set the Spread, brought to you by Jetsons Malort, is got to be one of the best segments in all of podcasting. And I also love that we're getting ahead of these early because there were a couple fight announcements where I was like, if Dan and I can get in front of this, we're going to get some crazy line movement there. There were a couple ones. I don't know them off the top of my head, so don't put me on the spot, but. I'm, I, I'm feeling good about a couple of these. Definitely. I'm excited. And Reese, I'm going to need you to feel good about a couple of these. I was telling Kobe, um, even without seeing the lines, just taking away all the women's fights and then all the heavyweight fights, I, I, I'm lacking for spots that are, are qualifying for lock of the night for me. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I don't even know what the cards are looking like. They're going to be a surprise to me. That's how far out. Because we're doing uh, Cruz Vera, right? Well, we don't want to give too much away, but yeah, we're, we're recording all those. Okay. Tonight, just sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I'm feeling good. Just <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about it. We are going to record a whole, whole bunch tonight. Let's just keep things focused. This week, we've got, well, whatever. We've got five fights that we're going to roll through here on the UFC Vegas 59 card. Reese coming off the most recent set the spread victory. Uh, won 277 down to that last fight, Nunez and uh, Juliana Pena. 13-12 lead for Reese in 2022. He's going to kick things off. That feels first fight this week that we're going to run through. A middleweight bout, Michael Alexiacek and Smiling Sam Alvey. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, this is – this is something for me here. Um, wait, so what – we're doing set the spread for uh, this week. I didn't know we haven't done it yet. Okay. So only a check. Sorry. I got to get the card. Okay. So, I mean, Dan and I, I'm shocked. I wasn't looking, I was looking at typology when Kobe announced that fight, but I'm assuming that Danny got taken back by the fact that Sam Alvey has still got a roster spot because I know that I was, um, you can't set this line high enough, Kobe. You really cannot. I like, I, whatever I say, it isn't high enough. The problem is you don't, you're not going to ride Alvy no matter how high it is. If it's, if it's Alvy plus 800, I'm still not on it. So I don't know how high it's going to be. It's more going to be like, okay, how fast can 
an underweight middleweight put this man out? The answer is fast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Alvy's lost, God, seven in a row now, eight in a row. Let's see. Oh, it's a lot of L. One, two, three, draw, four, five, six, set, seven in a row and a draw because he got 10 aided. So I'm going to go Olizia check minus 650. And I'll let Dan choose 600 or 700. Yeah, that's a good number. I, I really, I, I wasn't so sure how high this was going to go. One thing I just noticed going through his topology is uh, although he's been on this losing streak, none of the lines have been crazy huge. Even Brendan Allen is, he's only a, what, a plus 310. So I'm going to go under you. Um, I'll say that Oleg Zaychuk is, um, minus five fifty. I'll go. I'll go a decent amount under. Yeah. For for one little caveat, quick. For men's, you feel like it's. I mean, for women's, you sometimes see it in title fights even being minus six, seven, eight, nine, eleven hundred, whatever. But men's, it's rare. I did feel like I may maybe went a little high, but it is smiling Sam. Uh, opened mid July, so two weeks ago, minus three thirty range. Five dimes has been forever what we've gone with on Seth Red. Five dimes got it at minus four hundred. Alexia Chape. Alexia. Oh ha! I will say though, across the board elsewhere, we're looking anywhere from minus five fifty to minus seven hundred. Five dimes is the lowest I can see. This might be a time to make a proposal to move from five dimes. Danny, for our lock of the night game, can we send five dimes lines in? Uh, we're not really supposed to that, – that's what I'm looking up right now is we're not supposed <laughs> to be using best fight odds for a lock of the night because sometimes it's, it's whatever, a little bit sticky in terms of when they update it. So I'm trying to go to Five Dimes' actual website and see if that line not, is, is real. I'm not trying to lose this point here if it gets all the way up to minus 700 some places. I, I, I want to see what we're actually at here. So I'm trying to get to the Five Dimes uh, actual website. 600 on DraftKings, 600 on BetMGM, 600 on I, Caesars, I, oh no, 590 BetRivers, 650 FanDuel, 590 UniBet, 556. See, I'm it, not trying to I'm not trying to make a scene, but this this could be a, a swinger here. Okay, I I mean we might just have to throw up an asterisk on this whole thing. <laughs> I, I just i just i just went to the five dimes mma page for the for this for this card like i didn't even i was just scrolling i wasn't really paying attention but i scrolled through the whole thing until i oh, got shit. to the old day check and now i just know the line like, <laughs> like I, I i just went like that I, that was Danny, so absent-minded but like I, I totally just went to the five dimes page and just none of us stopped you either it's even worse like, we're, this, this matchup is is fully under investigation Yep. All right. It's six hundred. Well, <laughs> it's six hundred. On five. Six hundred's a push. Funnier enough. Wait, Danny, do you know all the lines or no? No, I, I, I like, I straight up, I like, actually, you, you can look at my like whatever. No, I my, believe you. I believe you. It would have to. I be asked it out the second I realized it. If we can go back to the footage, it's probably a funny moment where I realized, like, oh shit, I'm just looking at lines. <laughs> I'm. Dan, we gotta have, we're gonna have to take your word for this. Do you know the lines, or did you just absentmindedly scroll through them? I absentmindedly scrolled through them. I definitely. I don't take know I take Dan's word. We'll we'll keep running it. That's six hundred. That was a push. We might want to cut 
that part though no this is great <laughs> oh man all right well we'll see if there's a boycott on twitter this is this is a push right off the bat but let's uh, uh kobe either like pull up actual five dimes pull up fight odds.io or like get, get off of I, uh i got five dimes.io up now okay um are they honestly, consistent are you seeing 600 like we might want to we might want to go with the actual sponsor of the ufc and, and just get DraftKings lines i'm good to make that change i'm good with whatever that's so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> all right it's the, uh the DraftKings line for aldi alexia check is 600 per fightodds.io. Still a push. Okay. All right. I would like DraftKings a lot better if it was 590 or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's 600. Okay. Um, that's what we're going to roll with here for the rest of the episode and the rest of whatever we're recording today and going forward. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan will lead us off for women's flyweight bout Ariani Lipsky and Priscilla Cachuera. I'm gonna ding, ding, ding this one. Watch. <laughs> In all honesty, I like am not even sure who to make the favorite here. Um, both Brazilians. Um, what you we've got. 33 years old in Cachoeira, 28 years old in, in the Queen of Violence, Ariane Lipsky. Um, I, I want to say that Lipsky's on the better win streak. Is that correct? What's Lipsky been do, up to? Yeah, or no, she really has only beat Mandy Bum um, after losing back-to-backs to Montana De La Rosa and Antonina Shevchenko, which which isn't great looks. And on the other hand, um, Priscilla Cachoeira is coming off of a Gian Kim victory, which uh, I know Gian didn't look great against Jocelyn last weekend. But the Jillian Roberts loss, to me, is a lot better than back-to-backs against Montana De La Rosa and Antonina. So I'm going to go with the older woman here. I'm going to go experience. Um Priscilla Cachoeira minus one twenty-five. Yeah, this is so weird because I also was a coin flip on who should be the favorite. So hopefully it's not like a minus two hundred and we look dumb. I Cachoeira to me became famous, and and famous might be the wrong word, but like became a notable name, not for the right reason. She holds the record for the most significant strikes absorbed in a UFC fight in her debut against Valentina Shevchenko. It was like 200 landed and she didn't land one, which is tough. She also has dropped fights that have aged better. Like a Molly McCann loss used to be really bad. Not really bad, but like it's a lot more respected these days. Um, so I'm going to have to say that I have Lipsky being the favorite. And the main reason why is just because of name value and you're probably just like what do you mean she's not she hasn't put together that much of a streak well you know she models on the side she was a hot prospect coming in uh that jojo wood fight she i mean going into the jojo wood fight for example or her she also fought uh molly mccann 
she was minus 275 against Molly McCann when Molly McCann went. I'm willing to bet that Priscilla Cachuea wasn't close to that. Um, it was, I can actually tell you because they both fought her. Uh, Priscilla Cachuea, when she fought Meatball Molly, was plus 165. Their careers definitely took a different tra- trajectory, but I'm going to flip the script on Dan. I'm going to say Lipsky's the favorite. I'm going to say Lipsky's the favorite minus 130. We'll see if old Vegas was as smart as new Vegas. Minus 175 Lipsky. Mm. But I do think there's value on – I Dan, I don't yeah. hate your line. I do think there's value on uh, Cachoeira. Yeah, I really Jeff do. Kings plus 150 Cachoeira. That's looking like a women's dog, but we'll see. We'll do some taping and get back to it. Also, Country Club, now that we made the official change and set the spread brought to you by Jefferson's Malort, we should reach out to DraftKings and say, hey, we're using your lines for our show. Get on it as nothing executive but executive producer. You have nothing but betters. So we'll, you might even be CEO of this ship. So, uh, 1 0 Reese, heavyweight bout. 1 0 and 1. 1 0 and 1. 1 0 and 1. Augusto Sakai and Sergey Spivak. Reese, lead it off. Another just one that I think is hard to place. I hope that's not going to age poorly when Dan sets his line, but I'm, I don't know who I want in this one. I mean, I, I respect, I greatly respect uh, both of these men, but for different reasons. Sergey Spivak is more of your traditional, I don't know if he's, you know, a black belt in Russian Sambo or whatever, but uh, he is your typical grappler who can mix in the strikings. I mean, he got a TKO and a T over Greg Hardy, TKO over Vandera, very similar styles, drag you to the ground, ground and pound. Also beat up on Tui Vasa, uh, subbed him. So, you know, his ground game's decent. Tui Vasa's headlining a main event in a couple weeks. So it's there. Sakai on the flip side is a guy that's touted for his ability to strike. And although he's fallen on tough times recently, it's, it's all big names. Tui Vasa, Rosenstroik, and Alistair Overeem. Um, he has very good wins over guys like Marcin Tybura, something that Sergey Spivak hasn't done. Andre Arlovsky, a guy who's been on a tear, even though I know he's 42, whatever. But so this fight's weird for different reasons. Um, their styles are different. Their, uh, their run right now is different. Their records are similar. It's, it's an interesting one. I'm going to go that Sergey Spivak is the favorite. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because what we saw from Overeem um, and how Overeem handled Sakai with top pressure. I know Overeem's a Hall of Famer. I just do believe that Sergey Spivak will be able to implement that as well. Not a 200 in front of it. I'm going to go Sergey Spivak minus 180, and I'm hoping I don't look like a fool. It's a good number. Um, I I have to think that it's a little bit closer to even, even though, as you mentioned, um, there's just that cliff that it seems like Augusto has fallen off of. We're talking 0-3 in his last three. His last victory was 2020, but going even off. I mean, that is real. I mean, that that's that's before the pandemic stoppage, right? That's in, in May. Uh, yeah, Woodley Burns. That's the you last know, event before they shut everything down. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. You're right. Or maybe the first one back. One of the first ones back. I don't know. But either way, long time ago. 
there's still some name value there. Um, I think that in general, Sergey Spivak it has a lot of success against either one-dimensional or um, really specific heavyweights. I mean, I mean, Greg Hardy, you can hardly call a UFC caliber fighter. Alexi Olenek at age 50 is hardly what he used to was. Um, I think Augusto Sakai gets more respect from Vegas than um, close the close to minus 200, like you said. I'm going to go with Spivak, still a favorite, but only minus 140. I might have messed up. I did feel like 80 was high. How about 255 Spivak? Wow. Whoa. More value. That's huge. But, Dan, let me ask you a question. Are you rushing to the, the ticket booth to get that in on, on Sakai? I don't know. I don't know if I am. I'm being honest. I don't know if I am. It's heavyweights. Yeah, I'm not a big heavyweight. Believer. Well, that but heavyweight would play into the favor of taking a big dog because right. there's that fast of swings. You're not wrong. That's an interesting one. Let's That's see if we can shop some lines here. Oops, I clicked something wrong. But um, Spivak, or I'm sorry, Sakai's best line bet online. You can get him plus two twenty two. Two twenty two. Wow, it's a lot for a. Skilled heavyweight, like you guys said. Anyways, two over Reese. Dan, you can make things real interesting and get both of these last two. And I'll we'll have to scramble for one of these fights here, but we'll figure it out. Um anyways, we got a co-main event. Walter Wave bout, Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque. Dan lead it off. Yeah, Vicente Luque, uh I think was someone that we either ankle locked or both bet against Bilal Muhammad and that aged really poorly. Um, we've made the comparison or the uh, description in the past that he's a guy who's happy to fight who whatever kind of fight his opponent wants to fight and he'll, he'll try and take it to you in your style. Um, I think he'd be advised to not do that against Jeff Neal, who really is, is striking or, or, and that's, that's it. Um which is why I have to have Vicente Luque as a favorite. He just brings so much more tools, so, so many more tools. Um, I think he can obviously hang with the striking. The speed isn't so much of a difference I'm concerned with. Um, yeah, it, it, it's to me, the, the size might be the only thing. Um, so I'm going to go with Vicente Luque minus 185. Yeah, that's similarly to where I had it. Dan, so I think that if if this was before the Bilal Muhammad fight, if you switched Bilal Muhammad with Jeff Neal, so he fought Jeff Neal already and the Bilal Muhammad fight never happened, I think we're seeing a minus 200 for Luke. I do think yeah, that more. People, I do think people weirdly soured on Luke after that Bilal Muhammad performance. Jeff Neal, on the other hand, um beaten below Muhammad and that was an old below Muhammad but it's still a notable win nonetheless it's worth adding guys like Stephen Thompson though who also beat Vicente Luque um had a little bit more success against a guy like Jeff Neal and and I think that the Thompson Ponzinibbio fights are more representative of how this fight's going to go than the Neil Magny slash below Muhammad fights Vicente Luque is going to be willing to stand and bang with this guy in the pocket He's going to be willing to 
potentially take this to the mat if he has to. However, I, I think it's going to be lower. I think Dan overshot it just a tad. I'm going to go Facente Luque minus 160 because at 180, I'm, I'm too scared to lay it. 160 is where it's getting a little bit closer where either side's more of a flip for me. Quick question. Do you think Alex Morono is a good emulation or has the capability to emulate um, someone like Vicente Luque? Maybe a poor man's Vicente Luque. You know, cause his, I'm just looking up and down the Florida roster and seeing who's been active recently, seeing what Saif has been up to, seeing who Jeff Neal's been getting rounds in with. Maybe I don't know. I'm really just making things up, throwing stuff at a wall, seeing what's sticking on your mind. But uh, yeah, well, I just yeah. kind of absorb that. I just just not it's hard, not assume, but like I just kind of absorb that the right training partners are going to come in for these hot. I'm not talking about the prelims. We're talking about main events, co-main events. They'll get the right people in to train with. Um, I mean, Luke might be sparring with Burns for all we know, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like that's, I don't know if Vicente Luke is a tough guy to uh, emulate for a reason. Opened 175 Luke mid July, went down to about minus 150 Luke, and currently sitting minus 185 Luke. Hoha. Oh, rolled me, Cole. Wait, did I ding that? Yeah. No, 190. Okay. I'm sorry. You hit 185. You said 185. The number is 190. Oh, okay. okay. I was with Danny. I was confused. Um, yeah, Dang Danny won. And we've got a main event, a light heavyweight main event between Jamel Hill and Tiago Santos. So, Reese, go ahead. And have I clinched this, or does Dan need this to push it? No, it's 2-1. I need this. I need this. Um, I mean, Jamel Hill's the favorite, in my opinion, and it's mainly just the stock market buying on people are buying on Jamel Hill. I'm not saying people are selling on Santos, but he is one in four in his last five. He's an exciting guy. I, I'm most of the time that rackage fights suck. Um, but he's a guy who I don't want to say has lacked power recently, but he's gone three straight decisions. He's had a tough time finding his spots. The question is how far can that split decision loss to John Jones that a lot of people scored for Santos take him to win over Blanchowitz? How far can that take him? I think the steam from that's died off. That was 2019. He was 35, 36. He's now 38. He's lost three or one and two in his last three decisions. Jamal Hill's a guy who's looking to take the torch and run with it. Beat up on Johnny Walker, vicious knockout. Beat up on Jimmy Crute, a guy that I have a ton of respect. Like, I, I think so highly of Jimmy Crute. I just don't think it's going to be that high of a favorite, though, because of the resumes we're talking about. I mean, Santos has fought all the who's who. I know he's 38, but he has fought all the who's who. Jamal Hill, on the other hand, it's like, are we taking any weight in his TK over OSP? Not really. Are we are we impressed with beating Glidson Ebreu? Come on. Darko Stozik, not even here. Very no head movement, leaves himself to be hit. He's back in, in Russia or whatever. So you have to take some of these with a grain of salt, knowing that his best win is Johnny Walker, a guy that, or Jimmy Crute, a guy that um 
literally just fought Santos and also lost. So it's not, it can't be, it can't be Jamail Hill minus 200. I just do think Dan might get blindsided by how high it is for Hill because from what I've seen in the MMA card community, people love Jamail Hill. They love this guy. Um, and so I'm going to go Jamail Hill minus 170. And I'm feeling pretty decent. It's a good number. This is really a tough line to set. You're 100% right. Um, I mean, both sides are super unproven, unreliable to me. And I say unproven with the veteran like Tiago Santos. And I'm more talking this post-split decision with John Jones, Tiago Santos, the post-neat post double knee surgery knee replacement Tiago Santos yeah, that's an important for a guy with his Muay Thai style that's pretty important and he's one in three with the only win being the guy that Jamal Hill just won more impressively but that that doesn't to me say Jamal Hill a huge favorite I don't know that this is really tough because I I do think you're right on the narrative that people are on Jamal Hill and people are souring on Tiago Santos. I like your 170. I really wish you had gone 200 and I could go like 170. Uh-uh-uh. I don't want to go so hard against the legend. Um, Remind me, how did that Glover fight go? Did did Teixeira win the whole? Or did we? Did he win? Kind of? Did he dominate? I need to rewatch that fight. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, Glover got tagged on the feet a little bit, but he walked right through it and subbed him effortlessly. Damn. I mean, it's Glover though. I mean, he did the same thing to Anthony Smith, another guy who's tough. To but play. Anthony rocked him. Anthony almost won that. So I would say Santos. Santos landed some, but but I mean, Glover just walked right through him. I'm gonna go over you. Okay. I was hoping you. No, I'm not. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm sorry. Yet. The second I said it, I can't. I'm Price is writing you. One sixty-five. Wow. Hill's still the favorite, but I'm going under. Tago Santos is still a legend. And I'm not even saying that that performance against John Jones is what's holding him up any anymore. It's it's the experience. It's the veteran versus up and comer. Experience matters in this sport. Maybe Tiago's over the hill, but experience matters. Jamal Hill is your favorites, minus two sixty five. Huge. Boom! Poha! For those who have this on higher volume, I apologize for the yelling. That's what you came here for. A big old fucking poha for the boys. I got to say, tonight's set the spread really didn't help my confidence going into the weekend. But, but, but we can feel very proud about the fact we know Dan's an honest man. Got that going for us. Didn't see the lines. Anyways, Reese takes a two-spot lead in the season-long series, 14-12, to 12, and we will move it on to next week. Reese, I guess before we close up, we'll be back probably pretty soon after this with the main app this week. Yep. And uh, where will we be? Will you be, be in-house uh, for the main app? 
I'll be there this week. Yep. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. So that'll come out shortly there thereafter. Close up, Reese. set to do first. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.